This podcast contains detailed plot spoilers, adult language, and mature themes. Listener discretion is advised. I got the 9.05 p.m. invite, so thanks for trying to cut me out of the show, you bastard. <laughs> and that wraps up today's episode. <laughs> yeah, that's, those, that's the first two episodes. Good night, everybody. That's it. So. See you later. No, I could hear you guys. It's so frustrating because I could hear because I, I joined like I but like I'm a listener. I'm like, I hear you guys talking. I'm like, God damn it. Let me in. <laughs> it's like no homers, right? It's like no Jeffs. No homers. No homers club. Yeah. No homers. No homers. That's right. <laughs> we already have one. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Quotas filled. So you're going to run this thing? Yeah. What the hell? Why not? Yeah, well, uh, I, I would have just winged it myself. So, by by all means, yeah, uh, go ahead. Fair enough. No, uh, welcome to uh, podcast for antiquities, everybody. Uh, tonight we are starting with our live review of the uh, the Disney Plus MCU original series, One Division. Uh, I guess I'll I guess I'll be your host. My name is Jeff, and this is Harry joining once again. And this is Nathan. All right, guys. Well, welcome to the show. I. Uh, before I broke through the firewall, I heard both of you talking about when when you watched it. I just finished uh, episode two about uh, twenty minutes ago. So yeah, here we here here we go. Man, I don't even know I don't even know where to start. So I guess well, anybody's listening to the show knows what uh, what we're all about here. Um, you know, we've we've got the first Disney Plus MCU Marvel Studios show. And they've certainly taken a left turn. We talked a little bit yesterday about the the format, but now that we've seen it, uh, let's let's just sort of talk high level about the format. Uh, Harry, why don't why don't you start us off here? I'm digging the format. Uh, I think that was the one thing that was really intriguing me to watch the show. Uh, once I was watching the trailers and I read a couple of articles about the style that they're going to take. So as we talked about uh, yesterday, it seems that and what we saw today in the first two episodes is they're going to do a different era of sitcoms and replicate that style, I'm assuming, at least until some maybe the midpoint or the some point uh, throughout this this miniseries where they catch up to modern times and uh, i believe they started with the 50s in episode one and did the 60s in episode two i'm just making a random guess there and yeah i dig it i love the style i loved the feel I, and what, what what i liked the one word i was thinking about in my head as i was watching it this is charming so mm. i'll leave it at that for now yeah cool nathan what do you think yeah, I loved it. I love the production design. You know, I never really watched a lot of sitcoms from the 50s and 60s. You know, you, you might kind of catch pieces here and there. But I really liked how, at least to me anyways, just how uh, authentic the the production of it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just overall, the um, just sort of the charm of it, especially in this first episode. Yeah, I agree. Very charming. I mean, yeah, you got to take your 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 hats off to what they've what they've accomplished they make it feel very period authentic i love the addition i don't know the actor's name but she was the mom on that 70s show i i love the uh, her addition to the show what a great what an inspired oh uh, K- kitty foreman yeah yeah i forget kitty the foreman. actress's name uh, uh deborah yeah. deborah joe rupp right yeah she was uh or Rupp. Was, i'm not sure as i saw as soon as I saw her there in episode one, I'm like, all right, I'm, I was down, but now I'm hella down. It was great to see her there. What I really liked about, about that character is, you know, she was uh, just, you know, playing along because she has no interest in actually coming to one of her, her husband's um, subordinates for dinner. Although I'm assuming that's one of the only reasons in that era that she'd be able to get out of the house. Um, yeah. And so she was kind of digging it and playing along. Well, real, what I really enjoyed was when she left, when, when that couple left the house at the end of the night, mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. kind of did that kind of blindfold. Um, Sokovian she, uh, greeting? <laughs> Sokovian <laughs> greeting, I guess, yeah. Yeah. yeah you, know. <laughs> you don't see me leave, motherfucker. But it, it was cute. It was great. I, yeah. I, I really yeah. dug 
that character. I dug the whole thing. Like I, I dug the scene. It was great. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, they, they played it really well. She did a great job and she's so perfect because she all, you know, she's so well known for already playing a character in a sitcom and a bot from a bygone decade. Right. Mm-hmm. When it was made. So I, I think she's played that character multiple times over. Like she's been acting for, she's been working for decades. Well, yeah, but I mean, like specifically in a show that's out of the decade that it takes place in, right? Like, sure, like that '70s show, yeah. obviously, right, is uh, outside of time. So, uh, so great, great. That '70s show, with the the well-known TV show about the '50s. That's right. Yeah, yeah that. Was yeah. Exactly. You know who I really enjoyed was um, also surprised. Uh, it surprised me how much I was digging her was Agnes. I know she was a bit. Oh yeah. Yeah, like she was a bit the neighbor. She was a bit yeah. over the top. But that was that's the kind of the style of I can picture myself because I don't like like Nathan, I didn't watch any sitcoms from any of these eras. So 50s or 60s sitcom I know of the Dick Van Dyke show and, you know, the second episode, I believe, or and I Love Lucy. And then the second episode had that kind of bewitched charm to it, at least at the beginning. So I was I was digging it. But um, geez, where was I going with this? <laughs> You continue. I, drinking. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. You're so, not supposed to so actually, so after we start, yeah, it's like George Costanza's dad. It's like, yeah, no, she, uh, you yeah, you're right. Like, she actually uh, plays that uh, neighbor character like between both episodes really well. And if you watch the, actually, I have a question about this. So, Jeff, I know you haven't watched any of the marketing material, but mm. so I'm going to try and keep like anything I know about the future. To a complete minimum, but I will say that you, when she pops up in the all the marketing material, like the trailers and stuff like that, for the future episodes, again, she seems to be playing that same type of character in the in the correct era. See, you that? know, like there's like there's one. I think it might be like 80s or 90s, and it's very brief. Uh, and it's like, oh, this is great. And my understanding is that they've actually had at least dialect coaches for everyone uh, for, I think the first few episodes to sort of mimic the way that people w- would talk in those, mm. those types of sitcoms. Well, and that's a great touch. Cause it did feel, it, it did feel period authentic while still mm-hmm. like, you know, obviously they're, they're, they're hamming it up a, a little bit. Like they weren't trying to be serious in those time frames. Like it's still, no, but that, that's where I was going with it. Like, it's period yeah. authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, while still being tongue in cheek for that period, like with with that in mind, right? Which I think they struck the perfect tone. You know, I thought it was uh, I thought it was excellent. With uh, the, the one um, the one part of the uh, the production design I really loved is um, is one of these things you don't really think about in in sitcoms, but like just how ludicrously large the house is. Like yeah. no one's kitchen is that big. Like the main. Uh, like the living room diet, like it's it's just like too big the way a set is, and it ha- because it has to like just practically be that big. And I I kind of I just love the set so much uh, of the first episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yet, I mean, I'm no real estate expert, but from what I know is that a lot of suburban neighborhoods in the states have that kind of wide ranch ranch style house. We don't get that here in Canada, but in the states, I think. In the suburbs, you get that large pot of land where the house is really wide. So to me, yeah, I mean, kitchen's big because it is probably, it is a set. But I can see that being still a style in that time, especially well, in we, those uh, neighborhoods. We I, did, I don't know. I feel we, for the 50s, did. it's too big. But we, we did I, again, it, it just, big, it just looks it, like that. It, it melted came spring, so, you know. The I just I just well yeah, I guess what I'm trying to drive at is that it. it it just looked like an authentic set from the the absolutely era. yeah well let's I, I mean it's hard to talk about the plot because plot sort is is almost non it's almost a non entity right what do you guys think of the the theme song so the first episode the opening kind of the classic sitcom opening and the theme song what do you guys think of that my dig it yeah it was it was, it was appropriate. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that necessarily. I was expecting a traditional mod- modern opening that would just kind of dissolve into where we are. But what I did enjoy was that the Marvel opening 
kind of oh, yeah. turned, turned black and white and into that kind of TV style. Uh, old school. Yeah, changed from yeah, uh, it's changed, changed from sixteen by nine to the four three. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. yeah, this whole thing is four three, which is yeah, it's awesome. I'm digging it. Yeah, at least I'm getting four three. I'm assuming you guys are. I yes. mean, my yeah, my my TV stayed the same shape, but yeah, the picture <laughs> changed. <laughs> my TV changed <laughs> shape for this one. Yeah, but, I, I like mean, the song I, I in the opening sequence was was pretty. Like, I like the all the gags. Uh, that they yeah. had, like he walks to the door and she kind of falls, and then they, so, I mean, so it's it's kind of an interesting opening because it's it's like there's no explanation, which I loved, and again, it's also yeah. that weird, it's a, good- uh, it's a weird, I feel like it's a weird trope from that era where it's like, oh, the newlywed couple shows up, like they literally went from the wedding to their brand new house. Like, I just yeah. don't feel like that's a, a practical thing, but it's such a TV thing, right? And just sort of fit. And it sets up the it sets up a lot of the show because we see that there are their MCU superpowered selves. They have their powers, and they they are who they are. Right mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. that was an yeah. important setup as well, so that we get. I don't when, know. Uh, we get. Oh, sorry. I, I just like I, I just want to say actually one other little bit that uh, I laughed out loud was uh, when they drive up to the house and I think like a, a neighbor waves at them and like vision, like pulls his hat down a little bit to kind of hide his face. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still his robot face. I, I, I laughed at that. Yeah, that was, uh, that was cool. So th- that was a good episode. Let's, um, let's talk about some of the, maybe the hints or the clues as to what the fuck is going on with this whole situation. For me, the first one was vision questioning, his employment and he's like, what, it, what is ex- exactly is it that we do? And, and like, basically the answer is we just like, we file, like they file reports. And he know. wasn't uh, Penske material. No, he's not Penske material. <laughs> not, even close. No, not even close, but he can fill out a TPS report clearly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At light speed. <laughs> light speed. Yeah. Uh, so that was the first clue to me. I don't know. Maybe that's irrelevant. I don't even remember the name of the company that he worked for. Uh, it should have been Penske, but yeah. Uh, Computational services. That's right. Computational services. So we'll see if I, I, I kind of like the line. The one, the, the one guy sits at the desk. He's like, oh, you're like a walking funeral. He's like, no, I'm not. What are you talking about? Uh, that was good. Cause I don't know. Well, uh, so that was just, just hold on. Welcome. Uh, Pert. Wee's honeybee. So. Welcome yeah, well, welcome. yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. It's a hell of a name. Anyways, continue, Jeff. Yes, yeah, it's, it's such a hell of a name that you can't even pronounce it. So, you know, and then the and then the uh, the, the the dinner scene where um, Mr. Hart starts choking there, and then it like it turns to dramatic style, like it, it pivots right away from the studio audience three camera sitcom to a drama for like thirty seconds, maybe. About, Maybe, that. Uh, yeah. about that yeah what did you guys think of that like did you it was interesting well my my takeaway was that um and i don't know if this will bear out but it's almost as though like the um, tv nature of what we're seeing is almost an artifice in and of itself where because all of that veil was kind of dropped because you yeah because when they when they were switching to like like a, a different camera angle than you would see in that sitcom because like normally like that, that where the cameras are in a, a three camera setup, right? There's no wall there, but they right. clearly turn around and there is a wall there. And so it's, I started thinking, wait, is it like, are, are they kind of like, they're obviously not aware that they're in a show, but are they, but it, it must all actually be happening. Not in the way, like when you watch a sitcom, like, like, like the characters don't hear laughter, but right. do they hear like the, the laughter and stuff like that. So it was, it was, this is actually like where the, uh, where it got very ominous for me. And I thought oh, yeah, and it too. was like, it was weird and it was creepy for me. I mean, it, while that scene, that dinner scene was really good, but I mean, that's your, you said Jeff earlier that the first clue was when vision was in the, in, at work where something's not right. He's questioning what's going on. Wanda's questioning and visions questioning what's going on. But it also, I don't know if you guys picked up, that Vision was kind of on hold, in a sense, until Wanda gave him the permission to help him, the guy who was choking, the boss, Mr. Hart. 
So yeah, it did seem that way. Yeah. Yeah, it did seem that way. So for me, it was, this is still obviously because we know what has happened to Vision in Infinity War that this is all happening based on something going on with Wanda. Um, now, I guess that's the question is, is the show is still showing us a POV from Vision going to work. So what is he existing as some kind of context somewhere? A la Data and Picard. <laughs> Maybe he's on another big fucking thumb drive <laughs> somewhere else. I don't he's, know. He's uh, he's Johnny Silverhand for all you Cyberpunk 2077 fans out there. Yeah, he could be. The personality <laughs> construct. He could be. Well, for, for her. But I found it interesting that she, he didn't move. He couldn't do anything until she gave him permission to do something. Yeah, that was interesting. Like, why did he wait? Mm-hmm. Why did he have to wait? So that's an interesting question that we're going to need to answer. Uh, and we'll ask some more questions about that. But then as soon as it's over, it's over. And then it's right back to the sitcom. That's right. And they don't have any any other thought from there. So, yeah, that kind of closes out the first episode. Uh, whoa, you know whoa, whoa. Actually... Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Well, guys, well, we got to talk about the commercial. Okay, oh, yes. Right. Commercial. What was The first one was the toaster, right? That's right. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Commercial was great. <laughs> Which, well, but again, this is a, a, a kind of, well, maybe the, we can talk the Stark about Industries it. toaster, right? The Stark, Stark Industries. Industries Toastmate 2000. Yeah. Which, uh, maybe it'd be more appropriate to talk about the commercial after we talk about the second commercial, because I think there's, uh, there's well, a bit linked, of a through line for between sure. the two yeah. of them. Yeah. But there are other like nods to other things. Like one thing I noted right away was when, um, like he got hit in the head with the plate and she goes, Oh, my husband with the indestructible head, which is kind of like, I felt like that was a nod to the, how he died. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe, That's right. Maybe. Yeah. Things like that. That was actually, it's not necessarily a criticism, but it's almost because the show is so mysterious. I, I can't not look for every, I'm looking at every little thing, every little yeah. clue uh, that's going on. Like the, the date on the calendar. Yeah. We'll come back to that. I I think there's, I, maybe it's by accident. Something happens. Is that a reference? Cause I didn't pick that up. What was it? August 23rd. It's August 23rd. My understanding, I could look it up to just to be sure. I, uh, I think that's a significant issue. Eight, eight 23 or two thirty eight. I think is like a significant. No, I think it's two thirty eight is a significant issue number for, one of these two characters in a comic book, but it, but the eight twenty three gets referenced again in the next episode. Oh, I didn't pick that up. If that's no, the case, and maybe it's I don't know. Maybe this is a reach. The watch, it's on eight, and then it's kind of in between two and three. The two hands. Oh wow! I was too busy looking at the Hydra symbol, but yeah. Um, but yeah, if that's the case, fantastic. Catch. Wait, wait. There was a Hydra symbol on the watch. Holy cow! Come on now. <laughs> okay, let's yeah, let's get to the much. second commercial after we talk uh, like uh, about the yeah. the second episode a bit more. Okay, so the the episode, yeah, the commercial was great. So the episode closes with some kind of control room and a guy with a notebook, and we see that logo for the first time the the Mirror Universe uh, Starfleet logo for for lack of a better yeah. term. There, no, that's yeah. um, that's sword. And, like, uh, it is so for it, us less nerds, lesser nerds. <laughs> Uh, what is sword? Sword in okay, so it hasn't been introduced in the MCU, or at least it has never been name dropped. I think there might have been allusions to it here and there, but sword is. And again, I was always more of a DC guy than a Marvel guy, so I'm, I have to really dig deep on this one. Sword is sort of the sister organization of Shield. Shield deals with threats on Earth. Sword deals with space. Threats and interdimensional threats. That's my understanding. Okay, so I guess that's a clue right there. Then, and then that's, that's you know I don't want to yes. I don't want to jump to the end, but uh, that's the same symbol on that weirdo coming out mm-hmm. of the the ground there in the sewer on the streets, right? That's right. And, yeah. and it's on the helicopter. And it's on the helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh that's right. Okay. I found it interesting that that helicopter yeah. had Iron Man colors on it. Iron Man colors. Yeah, that's what I said too right away. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's. I think the idea is that it's red. <laughs> yes, as was Iron Man. <laughs> as is 
or but as the, main, sort? the character's name is Scarlet Witch. Well, that's right. Well, because <laughs> there's multiple no, reds. Like there's a red in the toaster. Red but it's, it's red and gold, though. It's, it's red, red and gold, gold. yeah. I uh, okay, I guess, yeah. But I mean, like there was red in the on the toaster, like when it uh, when it gets to the end of the the toaster commercial. Well, actually, it does actually have another because there's a bit of like an Iron Man arc reactor power up sound from that toaster. I just yeah. assumed it's like, and here's your start. That would be so on brand for like yeah. a Stark. Here's your toaster. arc powered toaster from yeah. Stark Industries. Um, <laughs> but like the the red light, the red helicopter. There's other things that are red, big red gum. Well, when, when what's her name cuts her hand there, there. Cut blood was colored. Uh, Emma Caulfield, yeah. Yeah, it was nice to see Emma Caulfield. Yeah. Who I, I haven't her. seen in 20 years. Looks like she's aged yeah. about two or three since Buffy. I was going to say she uh, looks my... like she's aged two or three minutes since Buffy. <laughs> she Who's great. this character? Which character are you referring to? In the second uh, episode, the, uh, I don't know, the, she was like the, the maven, the head of the whatever. The, Oh, okay. The, the queen bee there. of the neighborhood. Uh, wait, wait, wasn't it? Her name is Dottie or something, right? Dottie. That yeah. sounds right. Yeah, that's right. But she's uh, she uh, was in um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer for a few seasons. But that was like 20 years ago. And yeah. I, I, one of those actors that just doesn't age. Doesn't age. Oh, fantastic. Okay, so that's uh, any other thoughts on the first episode? We'll, we'll dig into the second episode. No, I, I I dug it. Um, as I said, mm-hmm. charming was the right word, and it was pretty consistent feel for me throughout. I dug the, you know, the style as a '50s sitcom, as we've talked about. I mean, don't have any experience watching it, but you've seen clips here and there through your life, and uh, yeah, I, I just it seemed like it was kind of like a humor and a charm that we that I haven't seen or experienced in a very long time. And then you know you had you had the laugh track back, so I'm assuming this is one of the episodes that was filmed in a live studio, and so I, I dug it. What I did enjoy, and I think Nathan, you touched upon, is they didn't. You know, I, I don't think they sh- they could have done this other without giving everything away, but they didn't start the movie with the MacGuff. Uh, start the series with the MacGuffin. You don't see Wanda lying somewhere or in a situation, and then she, you pan to this uh, black and white sitcom scenario. It starts this way and. You know, it's going to leave us guessing, and it drops very few clues in this one first episode. So I I liked that. Part of me was saying, okay, I needed a little bit more on what's going on. But because we got the second episode right right away, I was okay with that. So, yeah, hats off. I thought I was great. It was refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought my favorite part of, of the episode was how sitcom-y it was. Because if you think back to watching sitcoms, this is the kind of storyline they do, like the the miscommunication, you know? So, like, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, my boss is coming home for dinner, and yeah. and they have the telephone conversation. Yeah, it's and very classic. Totally, yeah, the it's mis- very yeah, classic. Great. Very yeah. classic. And, the, and, and that's what a sitcom is, right? The situational comedy where, like, they have this zany situation that happens, and then the comedy flows from it. So I was really – like, at first I was uncomfortable. I'm like, no, that's not what's happening. Why don't you just – communicate and then i was like this is exactly what happens in every sitcom episode in the entire history of sitcoms and as soon as i like remembered that i was like i am so into this right now because they figured that out so that was fucking awesome what are your final thoughts on episode one yeah i liked it for a lot of the same reasons uh especially that it was zany enough without them kind of making fun of well i mean I guess they are kind of poking fun a little bit at the at the style of those sitcoms, but it wasn't so zany and so outrageous that it, it pulled me out. It was just absolutely appropriate with these two characters who are simultaneously superheroes, but also without like busting out a lot of like really crazy superhero stuff that we know that they could do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, let's uh, jump forward to, I guess, the 60s and, and episode two. Certainly a, a different feel. The, the house set is uh, very different. We get some, maybe not location shooting, but uh, they move out into the back lot. Uh, not having watched sitcoms from this era, that seemed like a big expansion. Like that kind of that jarred me a little bit where the, the big open spaces. Do you guys have any feelings on that at all? I was actually confused because um, 
like at first I thought, okay, it's just an extension of the first episode, given the separate beds, given the just the design yeah. of the set. And then when it moved out into, I guess this is more single camera, I guess, but it's still on a set. I thought, wait, it was that the style of the sixties? I, I still remember the sixties as being more. Well, I guess they they still use the th- three camera setup, but I didn't think that they had moved away from that at this point with a with a this type of comedy series. I guess. Well, but, I think it, I mean, if, if uh, my my impression was that like it still would have been a three camera setup sitcom, but they would have gone like when you get to the back lot, it's a bit of a different situation. So there are sitcoms that moved off the 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 house set, like there was it, other. Yeah. Right. Like and outside. It, so. And I actually did like the way, because um, there's something like when you watch older shows and they do go off the set and they do like a backlot or a or a location setting. There is a def a definitely a, a different feel to the look of the shot, and I always find that jarring a little bit in mm-hmm. older shows like that because it shows. Um, did you guys? At, do you know if it if this was? Um, I I didn't look it up. But if it's based on a specific sitcom or what the specific influences were, I, I didn't. I, I think I didn't this is more be- bewitched. This is all bewitched, hundred percent. From that opening, it, so. yeah, that opening cartoon yeah. animated it, aspect to even how I don't even know if you noticed how Elizabeth Olsen was kind of flicking her hands, like she was doing it in the first one as well. But she was yeah. kind of moving her hands when they were doing the magic act in the same way as. In, like from what I yes. remember, just mainly from The Simpsons uh, and their satire is the way, you know, you, they wiggle the nose and that oh, kind okay. of does the thing. And she was kind of doing a little bit of that with her with her body and with her hands. And she was kind of doing some cute, charming movements that kind of paid homage to Bewitched. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it, it was that opening sequence, really the, the animated part. That For me, that's what clued me in that it was Bewitched because I remember that was a uh, – a bewitched thing. I think others. I think other shows did it too, but I think Bewitched was like I do. Genie did the animated opening opening as well, but okay, yeah. I, I looked at that. And I was like, okay, that's not what they were doing here, but uh, okay. So that okay, that clears that up for me. So hey, we all learned something today. <laughs> I, I loved. I really loved the second episode. I liked it more than the first one. Yeah, as I, did I. Yeah. I found it like I just laughed. I found it funny. Like I laughed out loud at the stupid sitcom bullshit that they were doing. The magic act, like the fact that the gum effectively made Vision drunk. I know that was and great. Oh, that was, was great. Yeah, <laughs> it was so funny. They're doing the fucking magic act. It was so perfect. Oh man, that was good. So good. What else what happened up? in this episode? Yeah, no, and again, like I, I think it's something we should talk about is how is how are they playing off each other because they're getting a lot more. Screen time, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen. I I didn't feel, if you want my honest opinion, in the MCU movies, I didn't feel a connection and any real good chemistry between them. It seemed, you know, the story's going that way. It's they're just put together. It's forced. I didn't feel the chemistry here. I'm feeling chemistry. What did you guys think? Yeah. And of their performance? No, I, I I completely agree. They 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 forced them together in the movies because that's that's how they are in the comic that's books. the comic books that's yeah the comic books exactly so they they didn't really get the screen time to develop the chemistry but man almost like right away i i was i was feeling the chemistry so i thought they i thought that was fantastic and the performances i mean shit they were <clears throat> hats off they did great paul bettany i think i think it was nathan that mentioned yesterday he read a review and it was and paul bettany was uh uh, highlight like he got a chance to shine because he's not, you know, Vision's kind of stiff and he gets a chance to to play a little bit here. Mm-hmm. And he he's not known for his comedic yeah. chops or anything like that. Like he's not a guy in funny in funny movies. He, straight, yeah, he does play it straight. straight. Uh, he's I don't I, I don't I can't remember the only movie I remember Paul Bettany in. I, I don't know why this is. I'm sure I've seen him in other things. Was a movie where he plays like kind of a washed up tennis player. Um, oh, I think I've seen that one. Yeah. Is Scarlett Johansson in that one? No, no. Uh, no, that's a different one, which that's is much one. darker. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hate that movie. Um, Wimbledon? Yeah, maybe it's Wimbledon, yeah. And he's, he's very, it's a comedy. He was very funny in that. I, at least I remember him being funny in that. 
but all British people are funny because they have that accent and it's kind of weird. Yeah. Like speak English already. Come on. Um, <laughs> it's, it's until, I, it's until yeah. they smile and then you see their teeth, right? When they're laughing. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, exactly. it, Comedy's over. I, <laughs> I kind of feel the same way because the only like other movie I remember him from smile. was Master and Commander. And that is not a movie with a lot of humor in it. So. No. That movie's pretty pretty serious. Yeah, sure. It's pretty. We all know what a we all know what a fucking bag of laughs Russell Crowe is, but have you, well, seen him in, he's not, have you seen him in yeah. Unhinged in this in his latest movie? Yeah, when he isn't, oh, when he isn't, oh boy, when he isn't trying to bash you over the head with a beer bottle, um, that's right. He's a ga- he's gas for sure. Uh, well, you know, he left his stand up comedy career to pursue acting. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot oh. different on Australia, I hear, but... Oh, poor Russell Crowe. Uh, he's not even in this shit. <laughs> he should be, though. Actually, not not that Why he is the... Why isn't he in the MCU? Oh, that's a good question, actually. Yeah. Well, eventually, everyone will be in the MCU. Eventually, we'll be in the MCU. Come on now. That's true. Because they're, yeah. they're going to get down to, like, Z-tier, and we're going to be playing, like, like, whatever the last Spider-Man villains they could possibly <laughs> dig out of the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Like like oh. uh, I can't remember if it was like like uh, piss pot Pete or something like that. That's like some weird Spider Man villain. Uh, one of us will be that at, at some point. I'll play that villain. You know, and when they introduced the X Men, I mean, God, like there are so many mutants like that. Like we're just going to be so one of us is going to be Toad. Someone's going to be like the oh. porcupine guy from Last Stand. You know, like it's just, <laughs> that's just what's going to happen. Everybody's. Oh, I want to be. Uh, I want to be. Who was the in X Men? Oh, Angel. He's the the guy with the wings. Well, God, oh, terrible yeah. character. Yeah. What a useless. Uh, yeah, exactly. But a weirdly, my I remember him as being a popular character with comic book fans, and yet such a dumb character in the movie. Well, like when you see I mean, it, it's like this is dumb. You you just have wings. I know everybody's surprised to hear from uh, the pool of talent that is Brett Ratner, but he gave zero fucks about any of that franchise and it shows why are we talking and it shows why are we talking about x-men 3 okay so what are the uh oh yeah we were talking about the uh yeah where vision vision gets drunk off a stick of gum which was fucking great well let's talk about the commercial uh, the second commercial in this in this episode here the watch commercial i didn't pick up any clues but obviously i missed the hydra symbol so oh there's so many clues here embarrassing well, okay well let's let's do it there's two it's a Strucker watch. What's Strucker? Come on, Strucker. Okay. See, this I don't know. Strucker. I don't. I don't know the reference okay. to Strucker, but I saw the Hydra. Strucker. Hydrocell. Okay, so Strucker is. This is actually a character that's been in the MCU. He was the Hydra agent with the monocle in Age of Ultron, who made Wanda using the oh. Mind Stone. Okay. That's why the Hydra symbol, because he was a he was in Shield, Sorry, but he was actually a Hydra repeat? agent. So can you repeat that again there, Nathan? Oh, am I breaking up? No, 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 no. I just got distracted. Okay. No, no. He, he, okay. he just can't hear it. Yeah. Okay. So Strucker, I think it's like Baron Von Strucker is like the character name. Uh, so this was a, the character at the start of uh, Age of Ultron who had the monocle. He was in the fortress that the Avengers attack attacked. Okay. I'm kind of remember. He's the that. guy. So Strucker is the, the, the Hydra agent. He was in Shield, but he was actually a Hydra sleeper agent. He he's the one who made Wanda and her brother Quicksilver. Gotcha, gotcha. I remember the guy now. Yeah, from the Mind Stone because that was in Loki's staff, and that's okay. why I think that this is the through line of the previous commercial because these are parts of Wanda's backstory. Like in in a, a lot of people don't like to remember uh, Age of Ultron, but. Part of her backstory is that, like, her and her brother hated Tony Stark because uh, when they were, I guess, kids or something like that, the building they were in was hit by a Stark missile. I, I, like, it wasn't Tony Stark shot it there. Like, it, no, no, I got it. Just it's everyone had his weapons, yeah. and they were stuck in the building looking at this missile, this live missile that hadn't gone off, and they were, I guess, for days, like, just like, oh, we're about to die as people are trying to dig them out, and every time you know, rebel shifted. They thought the bomb was going to go off. And then you have this Strucker watch. These these two elements of her backstory. Right. What it means, okay. I don't know. We may have to wait to the next episode. But to me, like there was a, a clear through line of her, her origins, I guess. I, it's, it's weird. 
it's not clear. It may have no meaning. Uh, I just thought that that was significant details if you're like really invested in the MCU. Okay. So I guess I, I just want to ask like one thing. So I, I don't think it's going to be as simple as this because like, I guess we could talk about near the end of the, of this particular episode, they are, uh, it's coming. I think it came even through the first episode through the radio is that, you know, Wanda, who's doing this to you, but is, and do you think there's any part of this that could be just her mind went into a weird place because of vision? I know she took part in the events of Endgame there at the end uh, in the fight against Thanos, but I'm wondering if the show had to, has to do with her dealing with the loss. I, I don't know. I, I think that's part of it. It's part of it, but it, it can't just be that. No. Well, yeah, because that, that's the second episode of the radio where they're like, Wanda, who's doing this to you? Mm-hmm. And then she blows up the radio. I, I, I'm wondering if this is her, like she's caught in something. Uh, but I'm wondering if this is her searching for Vision's consciousness in, in some kind of way, right? Like she, because remember in, in, in Infinity War, like they were trying to map his consciousness so they could take the stone out of his head. Mm-hmm. Right. That's so right. I'm wondering if this is her going somewhere, whether it's into a computer or into some kind of weird space, searching for his consciousness to bring him back out. So fuck this. Uh, yeah. Uh, Star Trek I, Picard, it, Picard thing could be true. Yeah. <laughs> He's on a fucking yeah. <laughs> In a way. So yeah. It, yeah. I, I think I think that's like an element of it because I I kind of felt like there was. So I think, okay, so the town they're in, I think it's called Westfield, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or sorry, Westview. I'm sorry. I don't know. I had this theory that, oh, there's something going on in Westview. Someone says, okay, this is, we got we got something bad going on here. Someone's got to call Avengers headquarters. Wanda shows up and she's now trapped in this thing. But because of her powers, like, it, I don't know if it's really been demonstrated in the movies, but in the, I know in the comic books, like, she can alter reality. There's a whole, yeah. I don't want to get into it too much. There's a whole comic book series called House of M, where she, people think that this is based on that, where she all, right. like, she has a tragic event and she alters all of reality. Mm-hmm. For herself. This is, her, is this to keep her in a safe place, maybe? It's, and she's retreated it, yeah. into her, yeah. Yeah, well, well, in the comic books, it's it's far more reaching. Like she literally changes like the reality of the entire planet, um, oh. as opposed to like here it seems a little more localized. But I kind of feel like she walked because like because they're also conf- like her and Vision are like they they don't they're kind of confused, right? When people uh, ask them That's questions, right. right? And Vision's yeah. confused. They they don't know even when they're talking to each other. I'm like, oh, like what is what is significant about today? But they don't question it too hard. So, I mean, like, they're in a sort of uh, a reality warp. But given her powers, maybe she's able to sort of... It's almost like a lucid dream in a weird way, right? Where she's can kind of control it. But she's also accepting it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's her grief over losing vision is is also, like, uh, powering a lot of this, right? So, because we see at the end of the episode, when she does the rewind... I feel that was mm. basically saying now she doesn't want out. This is what this is what she kind of wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is still Marvel, and they they just say what you want about Marvel. And for all the things that they do really good, they are very consistent though about what you're going to get, and you're going to have good guys beating up bad guys. There's going to be some faceless people that are going to get beat up towards the end. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, I know that they want to take a big swing with the show, but it's it's still Marvel Studios, what and you're going the... to want to see. You're going to want to see. They're not going to give you the goods with some big superhero action, right? No. So I, I, the, I, what, what was with the beekeeper? That was when he went outside and she rewound, right? Yeah, that's oh, the end, right? yeah, yeah. That's um, I don't know. Like it's confusing because I, I know in the Marvel comics there is there are like like bad guys that. Lo- look like they're in beekeeper suits. I think this is just a nod to it towards that. The, tr- the truth is out there. Yeah. You know, Mulder and Scott. Oh, I was going to say, Oh boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I um, actually kind of wonder though, if this is and actually this, actually this, I thought was pretty effective because that, uh, 
because we talked about the start of the episode, but like that banging that was kind of going on, I actually felt that was ominous, even though it was revealed to be like a tree. That last shot with the guy coming out of the sewer, yeah, that that had real like original X Files vibes for me of like this is creepy. Yeah, yeah no, but I also think that job. if I wonder if it's a representation of something else because of the um, I because I kind of felt like the helicopter. Well, I had this the the sword symbol on it. I kind of feel like it's it's not exactly what she's looking at because it it's all this reality is warped. You know, like right. it almost came, like, I feel like, oh, is that like a, a sword, like a drone or something like that? But it just looks like a dumb toy to her. So is this beekeeper guy. Because he had this, it, the like, sword symbol on him as well, did he not? He did, which is not related to like the beekeeper guys from the, from the comic books. So it, it's, it's weird. I think that's the kind of the, the thing about the show that's a little distracting is that like, it's almost like watching Lost where you're looking for every single detail that you almost like are not watching the show in a weird way. Sure. Right. Yeah. You're looking, you're looking for the clues, not, not, yeah, I I understand. You're not not just watching the show and enjoying it. Right. But I mean, not that I didn't enjoy it. I just want to just take a a little aside and say hello to little J N Idaho. Uh, Thanks for joining the show. If you want to drop any comments, let us know and, or any questions and we can talk to you that way or answer your questions. So, Welcome aboard. It was uh, so. I mean, the the the. I guess the crux of the show here was the magic act. Let's talk about that a little bit, just from a sitcom perspective. I, oh, again, I, I was. Oh, yeah, it was great. I was yeah. laughing. That was my favorite part of the show, except for the beekeeper part, where it was, as Nathan said, complete X Files uh, factor creep creepiness there. And I love the way that street was lit too. It was mm. fantastic. But uh, yeah, the magic act was. It was funny, as you said, you know, just the gum. And I love the animation of his gears on the inside getting kind yeah, of, that was cool. you know, yeah. stuck and intertwined and uh, representing him getting drunk. But again, it's what I really enjoyed was the performances. I loved how Paul Bettany was able to get a little bit more comedic. It's not something I'm used to seeing him in. And I loved how, you know, Scarlet Witch was trying to, like Wanda was trying to get him out of all the situations he was he was revealing his powers by accident and she was concealing it in the best way she knew how. And I thought that was cute. And again, throwback to bewitched has to be. So I dug it and I, I dug the acting from both of them. And it was great. You know what line made me laugh? And again, I'm just thinking now another reference to something being read when they're all kind of, all those guys are all, they're supposed to be like the neighborhood watch, but they're just sitting around gossiping. And there, I can't remember w- w- what all the exchanges was. And then Vision chimes in. I have some gossip. So-and-so here is a communist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you but go. That know, that's another, and, like, and, red. And, you know, uh, and, and I think, you know, it, I was expecting it might be true. You might have revealed him. And that, that would have been fantastic. Yeah, he outed him. Yeah. That guy, that, that, guy, guy funny. that guy, actually, he was one of my favorite side characters. I think even the first one, because he was in The Office. He was the co-worker. Uh, he was the co-worker yeah. in the office. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, I was digging it. Uh, I dig that character. I want more of him. And and uh, what, it was his grandmother's piano that they fucked up too, right? Isn't That's that, right. That's, That's right. Yeah, that was funny too. Is oh, that, the guy with piano? the... Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, I, I'm thinking of a different mustache character. No, there was the guy I'm with the big giant mustache. mustache. I'm thinking of yeah, like, you know, David Schwimmer light with the mustache. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. He totally looks like Schwimmer. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I had the same thought. Yeah, that was a no. It was great. the The magic act was was hilarious. I I I loved how they played that up. I mean, it's so what genius to to put these two superheroes here and to be able to do this sort of '60s style sitcom. Like you, you know, he's he's floating and she beams in the the pulley system there and does the thing with the piano and all that stuff. Man, it's so good. It's fucking great. So and it's funny. Like it, what's great is like it's you know for us who who watch the movies and you see it's consistent with the characters, but it's funny in the context of this of the style of the sitcom. What uh, man, my hats off to to that for for figuring that shit out, man. God damn, so good. One thing I noticed during the the magic scene, the way um, well actually there's there's two things. Actually, one's more just 
production related. Another one, I don't know how it relates to the show. First of all, everyone, you, every, you notice how far apart everybody was sitting? Uh, no, I didn't notice. Like, it seemed odd. Like it was like one person per table. This has uh, got to be pre-COVID so, though, isn't it? I, <laughs> sure I know. It's supposed I'm to be last year though, was it not? It's pre-COVID. Well, that's what no, I was looking up. There's nothing here. <laughs> just sitting at no, tables. Uh, you no, know, no. I Because I was looking at Because I do know this show was shut down uh, due to COVID at one point. So I thought like, wait, but this is only the second episode. Did they shoot this post? Anyways, I just, I couldn't get that out of my head. But the other thing I thought was weird was, um, uh, do you guys remember what, uh, why they were doing the, the magic show? Was, was it a fundraiser? Yeah. Fundraiser. Fundraiser for the children. For, mm-hmm. for the children. That's right. Oh, and then any of you see a single talk- child in this show? No, but then we, I think we got to talk about it. All of a sudden she becomes pregnant. She's pregnant. Yeah. Right. That's an interesting development. Is that going to carry through? Because it still seems like they're the same, like it's the same neighborhood and the same people just later. It seemed like it was the next day. Well, I was wondering, actually what I was wondering is like, have they been living here for 10 years? And this is 10 years later. No, it, I, I felt it was the next next day day. because. But in a a purgatory kind of a sense though, you know what I mean? Like, no, because she had new to the neighborhood, right? They're still new, right? But how can they still be new if they've been there for ten years? And that's well, why, yeah, why yeah, okay. it, yeah. that's that's why they're going to go meet uh, Emma Caulfield or uh, Dodie because, like, oh, if you want, you know, you want to be on the in crowd, you know, like Dodie's yeah. the one. She's been there for ten years. To, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and if it was the neighbor, if they've been there for ten years, Vision would have been head of the neighborhood watch by this point because he can shoot laser beams out of his forehead. So yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, like the the pregnancy thing, it's it's weird because I I knew that this was going to come up in the show. I'm not a hundred percent knowledgeable about any of the. It, I know in the comic books she has children, but I don't know in relation to any of the sort of inspirations for the show if it's well, well, at all I think, related. Well, I think let's um maybe maybe roll it back a little bit because she was. Uh, you guys have to maybe refresh my memory is she was a bit worried about something. And I believe Vision was saying it's going to be all right. Because again, the noise was happening. And Vision was going to go leave and check on it. Then he looked at her and she became pregnant. Then they both went outside together. But something... Sounds right, yeah. Sounds right. So if that's the case, it's like she's desperate to stay here and keep Vision here and keep that happiness and have this kind of false sense of security and family inside of her brain and having this child is, you know, going to be part of that It keeps for kind of giving her that false sense of security. Unfortunately, it's like mm. one of those, uh, you know, maybe not a very progressive thing that a, for a woman to feel valued in her place in society, she has to have children, but because it's this era, it's the 60s sitcom. That's where this was, you know, created out of that i don't know i'm just grasping at straws here so Uh, i mean you bring up a good point but i i'm not sure if they're necessarily well i don't know i I think we might have to wait for another episode or two to see if they do kind of uh, come around to that Mm -hmm. because even in the first episode it you know it's like oh my wife's gonna go into the kitchen and make us dinner right and i think it's more they're just kind of playing into the era yeah it's that era of sitcom even yeah, though that, like, area, that era period. Yeah. 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 Even though like realistically, like she's actually more powerful than, than him. Well, yes, right. She is. Yeah. Okay. So one other thing I wanted to ask you guys is I, again, as I've said a hundred times, I haven't seen the trailers, but we know what the structure of the show is. What decade or what sitcom do you want to see? Or are you most looking forward to uh, that they're going to do or hopefully going to do? In the coming in the coming weeks, Seinfeld hands fucking down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm in the same boat. I want to see if they do, or, and then eventually curb your enthusiasm. <laughs> I, I, my, yeah. I haven't. I didn't. I think that someone I or I read that uh, it, this is shown in in some of the marketing material, but I don't recall it. When they move into the more uh, like modern era like around our time now, like 2000s or 2010s, they do something more like The Office. Where I think see, I was going directly... to say, The Office was going to be my my pick. Like, I want to see them do that. Yeah. Or 
Cheers. Yeah. I, I don't think they're going to do that. It, that's either the format, like, because I, I think it's people, yeah. right? I think the format's more just because it's like in the the house, right? Yeah, I, it's going to be in, it's going to be in the house. Yeah. But but yeah, like, but like Vision behind the bar, Wanda as Diane. Like, come on, that would be gold. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah, it would be. But I think you're going to get more like 80s style, like family ties or. Yeah, Crosby Fresh, Show. Crosby or, Show or Fresh no, Prince. Guys, guys, guys. It's going to be. It's the thing. Uh, not, I don't think it'll be. It might be like two or three episodes from now. Like they're going to do like a full house episode. Oh, probably. Oh, yeah. Like they, okay, how, that how would can make they. Sense. Yeah. Oh, how can they sense. Yeah. How can they not? Yeah. 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 yeah you're right. Yeah. Um, well, no, that's uh, that's perfect though because like I got no love for Full House. I never liked it, and I still don't like it. But if they do it here, that would be there's well, so yeah. much there. There's so much there to make fun of that 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 would be common yeah. goal. And, and then maybe that'll be the child, right? Exactly, or there twins. Yeah, I I think it's twins. Yeah. Well, anyways, yeah. I, I think that's more because uh, she's well now one half of a twin sibling pair so i think that's the i think there's even a comic book where uh vision has i don't think they're twins but they are like robot children that he builds that'd be funny that'd be hilarious yeah. can i i want to ask you one guys one other thing so along the same time here is the pregnancy reveal so then now we get the full at the same time the full going black and white to color so that's a transition into the next sitcom where we're actually going to get color probably you know for a 70s yeah. vibe uh from episode to episode but did that represent anything for wanda herself i didn't feel like it did it just sort yeah, of felt I was, like I this is the evolution of j- just the reality of what's happening yeah right we're like moving the, the technicolor now baby sitcoms of that era often like they would have started in black and white and then would have been in color later but that being said, it's got to be more than that. I'm searching, right? but I agree with you. I agree with Nathan. I couldn't find the meaning. Yeah. Um, unless, you know, because she's pregnant, that's giving her, I don't know. It's a blessing for the parents, right? So. Yeah, that could be like she's fine. She's finding some happiness. So mm-hmm. maybe that's a result of that. It's hard to say. Maybe we'll get, maybe we'll be able to look back on it and say, okay, that was an important moment. But now it's hard. It, it is hard to say other than. They're straddling two areas, you know. Mm, that's great. I, I think it also makes for a better transition to the next episode because the Maybe, start yeah. of this episode was like it still looked like the previous episode, and then it moved right into right. It, it. Not so much that it was jarring, but it was there was an obvious difference where I think that it's sort of. Uh, we'll have to wait for the next episode to see it just sort of seeing that oh this is more appropriate now to change to technicolor before we move into the to the next episode because now we're not unveiling the mystery at all but we're getting into more of the weirdness that like oh this is all artificial right so yeah. it's like artificial and we don't have to do black and white anymore we can move right to color right so mm-hmm. uh okay well i i mean i don't have any other talking points so we can you know, is there anything else you guys want to talk about episode one or episode two? Uh, Harry, why don't, why don't you go first? Anything else you want to chime in with? No, I think I think we covered it because they haven't dropped too too much for us yet to talk about. You know, we got those two lovely. Unless you want to talk more about the through line of the commercials, if we already didn't, I you know we already talked about the commercials, so I don't know if there's anything more there, Nathan, that we need to dive into there. I don't. I don't think so. I think uh, you know there may be more things to think about uh, when. Uh, I, I'm assuming there's going to be a commercial per episode. I don't. I have no idea if that they're going to. That would make sense. Or not, right? that, they must. It'd be right? kind of they fun must. if they because both of those commercials were really also of the era. It's also the same actors. Yes. Speaking of commercials, I'll just do a little segue. For some reason, on my YouTube recommendations, they threw out a. <laughs> Drunk Orson Welles champagne commercial. So look up Orson <laughs> Welles drunk film and commercial. And it's actually fantastic because you see all the behind the scenes takes of him trying to complete this commercial. And he's actually, this is this 
this is not an SNL skit. This is a, like legit. This is legit, oh, like the real deal. Yeah, awesome. It's uncomfortably okay. funny. So it's great. Okay. So I, I have heard of this. Yeah. <laughs> so watch that when you get a chance. So Orson Welles is the original Marlon Brando. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, yeah. Welcome, Sean. He entered. <laughs> he has entered the live studio, which is very lively. Yeah, it's very lively. Uh, all right. Well, uh, well, why don't we, if so, any final thoughts? Uh, well, I guess we'll wrap it up guys. Uh, Nathan, what are your I, final I have... thoughts here? You... Oh, okay. Sorry. I was talking at the same time. I wasn't sure if you said my name. Yeah. Final thoughts. Uh, well, first of all, it, it's frustrating to not give too much away to you, Jeff, because I know you're trying to stay as spoiler free as possible. What do you, but... How do you know all of what's going on? Like, yeah. What, this is you... another question. It's like, okay. where are you getting all this information from? Yeah, exactly. I've just okay. seen the trailers. Uh, okay, so well, I've watched the trailers. There's been, um, uh, okay, I will say that there's, there's one, okay, <laughs> how do I describe it? They've announced a lot of things about this show and what it was sort of going to be about. And then I've read some speculation about what it may be based on. I had already oh, okay. known about like a whole comic book line of Vision living in the suburbs with a robot wife that he built and two robot children that he built. And I don't know anything about the comic book. I just remember some of the artwork where they're just like he's in a, you remember in, I think it's in Civil War, he's just wearing like a nice sweater with like a shirt underneath. Yeah. He just looks yeah. like that in the comic book. The House of M thing, it's relatively new within the last 20 years. I So I've just a vague awareness of it. But also like a lot of the casting. I think we talked about uh, yesterday in the, the pre-show about how does this connect to the larger universe. Uh, I'm not going to, give anything away here there are multiple characters that will show up in this show that we have seen before in movies mm. and we have actually already seen one character that we have seen before which is who i or will not say okay. it's kind of a spoiler not really uh well, we'll but, talk about but, it yeah let's talk let's talk about it when it when it reveals itself exactly so that's the thing so i'm just like bursting at the seams i kind of want to talk about it the voice that we hear on the radio, I think I know who that is. That's a, another character I think we've seen before. Yeah, it, it's stuff like that. So my final thoughts, so like I'm really sold. I'm actually glad they dropped both of these episodes at once because I, I think if I'd watched the first episode in yeah. isolation, I think I would have been a little bit frustrated that I was like, I got to wait, hold on. It's like, well, I like it, but like I don't know what the fuck is going on. It's yeah. fun, but do I care? You know, so I, I think that I wonder if that was part of the calculation as to why they dropped the first two episodes. Like it, it must have um, been because I had the, I had yeah. the exact same thought. Yeah. 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 Same. But here. I'm I'm <clears throat> digging it. I'm totally digging it. And I'm I'm fully in. I mean, I've been drinking the MCU, MCU Kool-Aid for a while, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really into this. Yeah. Uh, Harry, what, what, what are you what are your final thoughts? Uh, no, for the first two episodes, just like Nathan just said, I'm all in. I was intrigued with the show. It's intrigued me even more so so far. I enjoy the charm. I enjoy the two leads because, as we mentioned, they didn't get enough a chance to play off each other in the movies. They're getting more so to do now, and they've got some good chemistry. Uh, and I'm digging the mystery, and I'm digging the other character actors, especially Agnes. I'm, I like her. I won't say anything, but I, I think she's got more going on there. She'll She'll have more to do there. Uh, and I'm looking forward to her. So acting's good. You know, it's creative. It's ref And it's the main thing here is it's refreshing. So for the MCU to take a chance like this so far, it's good. Hopefully it sticks the landing, which is the key for any show. And this is a miniseries. So hopefully it will stick the landing. So far, I have faith that it will. I have no qualms so far. So I'm all in. I, I can only agree with you guys. I'm into it. So far, so good. Love that they took a hard left and went, fucking went for it, man. You got to respect that. Yeah, everybody's good. I, I really like Elizabeth Olsen a lot. And I'm glad they're giving her an opportunity to anchor the show. I think she's doing a good job. You know, Paul Bettany's a known quantity and he's he's doing what he does. Uh, but yeah, I really like that she's being given uh, a, a starring role here. I think she's great. I think she was underutilized in the films and... Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they've got going. So, okay, I guess uh, I guess there's a show, boys. That's the show. So well, why, we'll be. Why don't you uh, plug the show there, Jeff? About yeah, the, no, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, 
Yeah, thanks for everybody who's tuned in tonight. Thanks for listening. Uh, check out our, uh, I guess, our regular uh, series where we talk about underappreciated films from from all decades, going back. Uh, I think our oldest film is from the fifties, all the way up to modern times, where we uh, we check out shows that you know maybe didn't get their their due. So check check that out. We're on the iTunes. We're on the we're on the Google Plays, I assume, Harry. Uh, yes. We're on Podbean here as well. Spotify so as well. Yeah. Spotify, yeah. So so check us out there. You can email us at rareantiquitiespod at gmail.com. And you can uh, twi- Twitter Twitter us up or yeah. on social Twitter, media. Twitter us up. Yeah, we're not banned well, like Trump, at least not yet. Not <laughs> so yet, but let's give, give uh, me another five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. Yeah. What's our Twitter, Sari? What's our yeah. Twitter handle? It's at Rare Antiquity. At Rare Antiquity. Okay, good. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week at about the same time to, to review episode three of WandaVision. Shit. Yeah, I guess, uh, I guess that's the show, boys. So, thanks very much for joining tonight. And, uh, can't, ah, shit, I can't wait for next time. Yeah, me too. All right, take it easy, guys. Right, Have boys. a good night. Yeah, see you next time.